0: podcast is part of the sports social podcast network
1: are you that person who has everything the coolest merch and those must-have fan threads well over at our Anfield index shop we've gone that extra mile when it comes to pimping up your Liverpool collection from our popular range of bespoke design t-shirts sweaters hoodies and hats to our signature edition mugs prints and coasters all provided with fast worldwide shipping by searching for Anfield this. Hey guys,
2: welcome back to another episode of the Nina Carlser Show. Well, you know what, I was absolutely binging on those 4-0 wins and um, second on the bounce now, 1-0, um, you know, not as comfortable as what I'm used to. But guys, welcome back to the Nina Carlser Show. Today it's your post-match show where we will be talking about the 1-0 win at Anfield against Steven Gerrard's Aston Villa. Legend he may be. But for 90 minutes, he was nothing more than an enemy. So joining me on this podcast, I am absolutely delighted because I've got some fresh voice, I've got a fresh voice for you and um, I'm I'm reunited with a friend. So um, happy thoughts and happy days indeed. First up, let me introduce um our panellists today and it's so refreshing to have a female voice on the Nina Cowles show. It has been so, so long and she is brilliant. She's insightful. She's wonderful. Sure, many of you follow her on Twitter. It is Lisa Marie. Well, welcome to the show.
3: Thank you so much, Nina. I'm very pleased to be joining you all today as a panelist, and um, thank you for the invite. It's uh, nice to branch out and and uh, do another podcast on the Anfield Index. Well,
2: you know what you you did an absolutely incredible job, and you know it's just great having you on and joining Lisa Marie. You know, got to dumb it down a little, you know, got to make it a bit more relatable. It is Cam Brains. Welcome to the show.
4: Yeah, dumb, dumb it down indeed. Yeah, that's that's one thing I'm definitely very good at. Um, so uh, looking forward to this one. Uh, so there should be some good talking points. And uh, hopefully we get some good questions coming in from uh, all those who are listening in live.
2: Absolutely, and you know what, guys. Whilst we're here, and I know, like, uh, you know, I think we're all gonna agree, like, one nil game, bit more. But I'm gonna go then. I'm gonna have to ask you all, both of you, actually, uh, Stephen Gerrard coming back to Anfield. How was that for you? Because obviously, there's a big build up to that, and there's a massive build up to that. He is a legend. And, of course, then we saw, like, the, the hot takes on Twitter that we should not celebrate, we shouldn't do anything. Um, I loved his reception, by the way. He got the reception that he deserved, but I love the fact that he kind of stopped there and no one really sang the Steven Gerrard song, which is awesome because we wanted him to feel intimidated, and so he should. I mean, how did you feel, Lisa, seeing him in the opposition dugout and just that whole occasion? Like, what did it mean to you? What did it mean for you?
3: Well, it's a little bit different for me because I didn't start following Liverpool until after um, Steven Gerrard had retired. So I don't have quite the same perspective. You know, to me, I I respect him as a Liverpool legend as uh, club over the years, but but to me, he is just the opposition manager, and you know, and that's all I I saw it as. I mean, I think it's lovely that he received you know the reception at the beginning of the match, but after that, you know. Business as usual, you know, we don't treat him any differently than we than we would treat any other manager for any other team that we're playing. And um, you know, I'm I'm just glad that, you know, he wasn't able to uh leave Anfield with the victory because I did not want to have to hear that all week long.
2: Absolutely, and I love your stone cold kind of approach to it. I, I love that. And what about you, Cam? I mean talk to me about, you know, because that was big build up on this.
4: Yeah, the build-up was huge because obviously, you know, he's a Liverpool legend and arguably Liverpool's greatest ever player. Um, some people say King Kenny, some people say Stevie G. Um, for me, it was more about, ultimately, Liverpool beating Aston Villa and getting three points after Manchester City had won today as well. So, and um the the pre-contenders for the Premier League title. were all playing at home today. Um, and it was it was vital that we came away with points. Um, he, he for me now he's just he's just an opposition manager. And the only time I want him to do well as a manager is when he's uh, facing one of our rivals. Um, I want him to take points off them. Um, I have no desire to really to see what he does for Villa because who are Aston Villa ultimately, but. For Steven Gerrard, it's about him uh, progressing in his his career and learning how to become what he wants to be as a top-class manager. Um, but I don't want that to be at the detriment of Liverpool Football Club.
2: I think that's absolutely fair and absolutely. Steven Gerrard, do really well. Um, Excel and uh, please take some points off our opposition and our rivals. That would be hugely, hugely appreciated. You know what we'll do? We'll go to our first caller and then we'll carry on talking about the game. So um, I'll bring him in. It's a familiar voice. He's part of the furniture now. It's Del. You there, Del?
5: Hey, Nina. How you doing? All right?
2: We're all good, thank you. Hey,
5: Lisa. Cam. Oh, by the way, Cam. Happy late birthday, bro.
4: Thank you. Thank you.
5: Yes. I know that sort of stuff. Um, but, oh my God, you know what? I can't do this for another weekend. I'm biting my fingernails when Man City have won. And I'm like, you're switching between the Liverpool game and the Chelsea game constantly. And when Leeds equalise 2 2 off, oh, thank God, yeah. All that sort of stuff. And the lucky twice get a last minute penalty. i like, oh, my God, yeah. But, honest to God, you know what it is? Um, the whole Stephen Gerrard um, thing, it was a bit over... He's just overblown. Um, yeah, you see the guys, uh, you know, the legend of the club and all that thing. But to be fair, once when you've left the club, I don't give a shit about you. Yeah. Even if you're the opposition manager or not. Yeah, unless you're doing something for the club, then yeah, fine, fair it is. But ultimately, um, all this talk about Stephen Jard coming in, taking, you know, Klopp's job in 2024, I don't give a damn about that. Today was just about three points. Yeah, you know we got a league title uh, to go and win. Uh, but in saying that, Joel Matip, we need to talk about this, geezer. Every every single time he goes in, he's like, he made it. And on the seventieth minute, he cut through the whole of the the team, and I'm not like willing him just shoot, shoot, shoot. But it's like, oh my god, man, and and you know you can see the first van like like off oh, crying out large, why did you shoot sort of um, uh, you know, the whole team played well, yeah, I and mean, then there was some heavy moments, but we should have got a Stonewall penalty in first half on Andrew Robertson, I believe, um, I'm not sure what the panel uh thinks, but it was a Stonewall penalty on my on my books.
2: I think that's a really, really good point, and a really good observation, and you know what maybe we we talk about that now, and maybe we'd kind of discuss the referee performance uh Lisa, I will come to you i mean what what did you make of um the the referee's performance because I found that there were a few shouts, and I felt like the penalty that he gave it was almost like and it was a penalty the one that he gave for Mulah on minx, but I felt like it was almost like a he was trying to save his blushes so people don't actually talk about the referee performance. And I actually sat there and I thought I thought I was done with talking about referee performances because last season they were so bad with VAR and no fans there and pretty much them doing whatever they wanted. But he was absolutely disgraceful today.
3: You know, I think I've just gotten used to it, that it almost doesn't even phase me anymore. <laughs> how, how How much, you know, we can't get a penalty unless... You know, it is something so blatantly obvious like what Mings did to Salah. But, yeah, I mean, our, um, you know, especially if you look back at the penalty that was given at the Man City game earlier today, you know, which I'm not even sure that was a penalty. But we would never get anything like that, you know, from off of any referee, let alone uh, Stuart Atwell today. So, I, you know, I, it was. It was shocking. And, you know, I do think. You know while we weren't getting anything i i I didn't feel as though he was very much giving things to villa that he wasn't giving to us now that could just be as I said I think I've gotten a little jaded over the last year or so because the reference well.
2: I mean and in terms of obviously you you Lisa, you um I don't know, I'm I'm maybe just assuming here, but I'm guessing you watch other sports and Some um, not really. So, yeah, no, no, I do to exactly a degree. Done. I mean Yeah, I mean like, obviously we have we have a lot of American contributes on, on Anfield Index and they always kinda talk about especially certainly last season, the fact that, you know, referees were held accountable and they would have to, you know, like in, in like, I don't know, be it baseball or or basketball, or whatever sport, and the referee would have to take a press conference, and he would be held accountable for the decisions. And in fo- and That's you know th- there was calls for like this should happen to Premier League referees, and you know, or or we should at least hear the conversations between VAR and and you know the, the you know between you know the VAR team and and the referees, and you know these things are really really problematic. But I I, I do agree with you. um I think we've all become a bit numb, but. Some of the penalty decision-making, um, Cam, just in general, has been really soft. But today, certainly in the first half, I felt like the main talking points were, were the referee.
4: Yeah, it was, unfortunately. And um, a good referee is a referee you don't actually have to talk about after the game. But on. Because then you because then you know the referee's, the referee's done exactly what he was meant to. Uh, Stuart Atwell made it very difficult for himself from pretty much the second minute when he he gave a free kick for Aston Villa against um, Trent. Um, and Trent didn't actually touch the player. Um, and the player went down he gave a free kick. And then he gave, gave another free kick. Again, it was questionable. And then he, he set his stall out by giving Van Dyke a yellow card. Um, was it a yellow card? Probably not. Um, it was against um, I Watkins, I think, down by the um, in-between-the-corner flag. In the uh, edge of the penalty area, what well, was right on the edge of the penalty area, actually, uh, by the byline, and um, it was—it was, it was again—it it was a free kick, no doubt about it. But he set his stall out really, really early now, and he, because he's done that, he's got to carry on. And then he gave two, three yellow cards that you probably wouldn't give, you know, a referee wouldn't normally give. And he's—and he's—he's now got into this mindset now where he's not lost control of the game, but he's struggling to control the game. Um, as for the, there were three penalty shots in this game. One was given rightly so uh, in the second half for Mo. You know, I don't think there's any debate about that because Mink didn't didn't get anywhere near the ball, um, no. and he's all, and he's all over the back of Salah. I mean, yes, you, uh, you know, an Aston Villa fan will argue, you know, there wasn't huge contact; it wasn't enough to bring Salah down. But we're going to say the exact opposite. We're going to say there was huge contact, and there was enough to bring Salah. And so the VAR, you know, if VAR that, overturned that, it would have been, I think there would have been uproar. But, you know, um, thankfully it didn't. And it was a fantastic penalty from Mo. Um, I don't think the Robbo one was conclusive enough to see how much contact there actually was on the replays I saw. So I can't really say that that was a penalty because it almost looked like Robo slipped at the same time. So, but for me, one that I would have possibly have given was um um Mane. Somebody had their hand on his shoulder, and and they, it was the you know, fullback. I think it was a, uh, I think it was Cash, and he, he and and when a defender puts his hands up straight away, say, "I've not done anything," "I've not done anything," they've done something more often than not. Yeah, you know, when you're pleading innocence like that on a football pitch, more often than not, you've done something. And the replay showed that there was a hand clearly on Mane's shoulder. And that, was there enough to go down again? That's the thing. I mean, the, law, the laws have changed, all the rules have changed this season about contact, you know, because there has been too many soft penalties given. And that has been annoying because it, you don't want to see soft penalties at the end of the day. You want to see a penalty given rightly so. So I think overall the referee had a shocker. I think in the second half he was a lot better. There wasn't really any contentious decisions. Yeah, there may have been the odd foul. He could have given one way or given another way, you know. But I wouldn't want to be a referee for love, nor money. It's the hardest thing to do on a football pitch. You get a split second to make a decision. And, it. you know, I don't envy anybody who wants to be a referee, but the, the standard of refereeing in the English Premier League is shockingly bad. And there was a reason, I think I think it was the world last World Cup, where yeah. no no Premier League referees were actually selected to officiate at the tournament. And that tells you everything you need to know about the standard of the refereeing in the Premier League. Yeah, it's meant to be the best pre- best football league in the world. And it's being let down more often than not. Well, not more often than not, because, you know, we don't see every single game. We don't see how good or bad the referees are in every every game. But, you know... Fans are always going to see everything that goes against them. We're not going to see those decisions that go for us that are a little bit. Mm, yeah, maybe. You know, we we do look at things with rose-tinted glasses and we do have blinkers on, but we see. You know, we we always notice the bad decisions against us, without a doubt.
2: I think you've absolutely spot on. But like for me, like like Lisa said there, you know, like the the Man City penalty, like you know, like we won't get that. I feel like we have to fight for everything. Maybe other clubs feel, fans from other sports from other clubs feel the same, but I genuinely, genuinely do feel like, you know, what have you got to do to to get a penalty, I mean, like, what have we literally got to do? I mean, we got one and that's absolutely fine. But, you know, everyone else, like, it could be the slightest contact. I mean, last season, I remember Man United getting just a load of penalties and VAR not reviewing them. And, uh, oh, Herinda's here in the chat saying some of the decisions in the tackles were ridiculous today. Everything became about Stuart Twatwell. I was like, did I read that right? Yeah, yep, but he wrote that. He wrote that. I'm just, yeah, don't, don't shoot the messenger. He wrote that. But yeah, um, uh, Dell's come in as well. Chelsea got a really soft penalty, exact same as the Robo one in the first half. Uh, so, you know, there you go. You know, things get given. I don't know what's going on with Liverpool. I don't know whether it's, you know, that whole, ooh, the, you know, Liverpool players dive or that narrative is still sticking. I have no idea. But I think we can all agree Um Having said that though, then on the flip side um, I do feel, whilst we're talking about the referee, um, Ali um, it, in the dying minutes of that game you know, um, there was big talk and about, ooh, the, was that a penalty? The, yeah, yeah you he know, missed, was I mean, that a
4: penalty? He missed the ball, didn't he? He clearly yeah. missed the ball and he, and he touched things but again, it's it's the it goes back to the, the rule change about how how the contact is, I guess, and yeah. is it enough to actually genuinely bring the player down? but I don't know, I mean because a lot of these decisions, um, a hand on the sh- going back to the minor one, hand on the shoulder, for example, outside the area is given as a free kick all day long. so why, yeah. why isn't it a penalty? yeah,
3: yeah. yeah, yeah.
2: it's very true
3: yeah it, the but- lack of consistency, I think, is honestly the biggest problem.
2: Yeah, I I think that's fair. I mean, like, uh, do you find yourself sort of sitting there and with these constant rule changes, you're sat there thinking, I no longer understand the rules?
3: (laughs) Oh, yeah. (laughs) Or what rules are we playing with this week?
2: Yeah, it is. It's literally like, ooh, wonder what we can do now to really confuse people. But Lisa, sticking with you, I mean, Cam just spoke about the, the, the Ali situation. I mean, again, you know, like, things kind of wear themselves out and, you know... Last season that would have been given against us one hundred percent
3: agreed now I will say the um, the coverage I was watching they didn't think it was a penalty. I mean they kind of went to a replay and looked at it and they're like no he didn't get enough on him that was that that's not a penalty so um, I yeah I mean it and I think it almost looked it was one of those that kind of looked worse than it was just because when you have that whole collision of of people and the ball and the scrambling and and everything else. You know, your kind of knee jerk reaction is to is to be like, ooh that 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 was a penalty. Um, but then when they did replay it on the on the coverage I was watching and, and once you kind of slowed it down and looked at it. the Initial look of it was worse than than it really was. Um, so and again, but you're right. Uh, there's, um, but I guess we just got lucky today in, in that case and it didn't.
2: Yeah, absolutely. I think I'd be absolutely seething if oh. it was a one-all and they got a penalty as well. You know, after you know some of the shouts and certainly the Sadio Mane one, guys. Um, that was Dell, our only caller on this show. Uh, we're we're just going to take a quick break um, enjoy the ads, and we will be back shortly.
1: Enjoying this podcast? Then why not supercharge your support for the Reds with Anfield Index Pro, with around thirty premium podcasts every month. AI Pro offers the very best reviews, reaction, and debate on all things LFC. From the acclaimed statistics and deep dive analytics found in our Under Pressure podcast, to the transfer links, scouting reports, and fast live reaction shows we record after every match, AI Pro is home to our very best content. With regular appearances by Reds legends like Jan Mulby and Sir Kenny Dalgleish, plus insight from journalists, sports scientists, coaches, and psychologists. We'll help bring you closer to the club you love. There's never been a better time to take AI Pro for a test drive. Available on all popular podcast platforms, with free apps for iOS and Android. You can try it absolutely free with no strings attached. Just head on over to AmfieldIndexPro.com to start your 7-day free trial now.
2: Welcome back, guys. Uh, It is the Nina Kaza Show. Hope you're all well. We're still talking about the Liverpool versus Aston Villa game. And uh, you know what? I thought we were done with callers, but it looks like one more is going to come on. So let's bring him on. It's Harinda. I'm not going to do the ring ring sound. Ring ring.
4: There he is. I'm
2: not going to do it and then she does (laughs) it. Takes me a second. (laughs) You there, Harinder? This
0: is Anfield calling.
5: Harinder, <laughs> I mean, please
0: come in. Now you can hear me. Like. Yes, yes. There you he is. You. Uh, I, blame, I blame my friend's car. Technology. Hello, What can you do? Man, hello, Lisa. We've not spoken before. How are you?
3: We have not. Hello. Ah. Uh,
0: I'm so sorry. You're on with Nina and Cam. It's not the same as <laughs> Trev.
2: He genuinely means it as well. But I'm actually, I'm i actually. Like, I do. <laughs> I do
0: genuinely mean it because with Trev it's much worse. <laughs> <laughs> now, now that the niceties are over.
3: No. I'm yes, just. Stewart, I'm just happy that I'm allowing Nina to,
0: you know, even things up here. W E L L. T W A G W E L L spells Twatwell. Stuart Twatwell. I'll say it again and again Stuart Twatwell. What a shit referee. I I've, mean, I've, I've been coming to Anglican for 13, 14 years regularly, season in, season out. There have been some inept displays of refereeing, but today takes a biscuit. If to, if there were awards or like a cast award or something similar to sort of like the Ballon d'Or for referees and rubbishness, Stuart Twatwell will get it day in, day out on just in today's performance alone. It's ridiculous what he gave Villa versus what he gave us. I was listening to what people were saying earlier, um, specifically, but from the vista that we had in the match, it was ridiculous. Like some of the things that are just so blatant where Villa have actually held somebody or got their leg in or something like that, and the decision goes their way, and you're left wondering why. Genuinely left wondering why. Um, Our larger perplexion, so I had a great view of Alisson and Ings incident. Arison does seem to get a ball when there just seems to be a tangle of everybody almost and it almost ricochets away to be a horrible scenario whereby Villa can equalize and they don't thank god that they don't as well um but other than that it's, it was a very painful one nil to watch especially in the first half where we had opportunities that were either scuffed or blocked by Villa because they had 50,000 people in the box somehow uh man- managing to manifest the themselves in places that you think they couldn't be. Um, I mean, the second half, we seem to be much better at approaching them, uh, but we just seem to not finish. And then we get the penalty, we score great. Um, I thought we'd bury it after that, but we didn't. And we thought we'd bury it in the last minute, we didn't. But um, on the whole, it, it's it's a very frustrating 1 0 feeling, if that makes any sense. Frustrated by the referee, frustrated a little bit about the loss of rhythm after 75th minute. I think Klopp's alluded to it as well. Um, But relief also in the fact that it's another three points in the bag. So we're only one point behind City. We just keep on keeping pace.
2: Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, Harinda, thank you so much. And have a safe journey home.
0: Indeed. Well, we're trying to get out of the car park right now. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, (laughs) gosh.
2: You'll be there for a couple of hours. Enjoy that one. I hope you got snacks.
0: (laughs) No, we're going to start eating places in the car, to be fair.
2: (laughs) You might as well. You might as well just yeah. Okay, well that was Herinda. Now it's just now it's just myself, Cam and Lisa. So guys, let's talk about the game. Um I think first place I'm gonna go, Lisa, is um, we always kind of just briefly just look at the team lineup. Team lineup, what did you make of it? Were you happy with it? Were you happy with the names? I don't think people have meltdowns about the team lineup anymore. I think Jurgen Klopp alluded to the fact that Jota's gonna be out or he's not trained. So I think everyone's like kind of psychologically was kind of prepared for maybe him not being in the starting, you know, in, in the starting lineup. So your thoughts on the starting 11-up?
3: Yeah, I, I really wasn't much surprised. Um, You know, Oxlade-Chamberlain being in the front line did a little bit, but then knowing that Jada hadn't really trained this week, and I guess... Um, has a, a knock of some sort to where he he wasn't available I mean they're just that, that was all he had available to to sort of put in the front line <laughs> and uh so yeah so I I was a little by the lineup at all I think we've got someone unmuted no, not-
2: <laughs> yeah I, I had to mute someone because they felt like they wanted to have a conversation with you this is what happens when you like <laughs> people it all happens it all happens can what about yourself it wasn't you know it was not you having done we're gonna we're, i'm gonna keep the person anonymous i know who it was <laughs>
4: um sorry what, 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 i'm completely lost what about me? Yeah, I'm good, thanks. Um, <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh, we're talking about the team right? See, this is what happens when you someone <laughs> Yeah. Oh dear, this is class. Um, <laughs> oh, Cameron, it makes um, you feel better. Once we were podcasting last season, and someone put their yeah. video up, and it was myself, Sam, and Dave Horrocks, and we oh, all this. got thrown, and we honestly thought <laughs> it—it was—it just completely confused us, but it was brilliant.
4: No, I remember that. I remember that it was. Like- is. The, the, uh, going, back to the, going back to the original question about the lineup, um, I, I didn't like uh, the fact that Ox was the number nine, um, but I understood why Ox was in the team because he deserved to be in the team. And it almost felt like he was. was I know he was playing there in pre season, but he hasn't really played that role, and he looked completely lost in that role. It, 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 he didn't look comfortable at all throughout the game. Um, he wasn't getting involved in the game at all. He, he was trying to drop deep and then, you know, there was one point in the first half where he was right in front of the centre-backs and nearly lost the ball and then recovered the ball. Um, so, yeah, that was the only the only position I was a bit miffed about, if, if that's the right word. So, um, but apart from that, no, I mean, um, I... There were no meltdowns on Twitter about the lineup. We said, well, 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 that's a shock," Um, because you know that's what the world does, don't they? But no, it was the lineup was pretty much as expected. Like say, apart from Alex being the number nine.
2: Yeah, absolutely. And Cam, I'll, I'll stick with you. And, you know, I I feel like like I think everyone will kind of agree there wasn't many talking points. I think the referee stole the thunder there and obviously that Ali moment. <laughs> Lubo did say it earlier on in the chat, Ali was be- Aston Villa's best um, player. I mean, in terms of the setup as well, I, I thought it was brilliant by the way. And needed did a shout. Lubo is the man with the one-liners. And, you know, long may it continue. Cam, you know, the thing that kind of, um, the takeaway for me from this game was, they pretty much set up a bit like wolves in the sense that like they were quite defensive. Yeah. You know, like, exactly. and it, yeah, and it just reminded me of like a deja vu, like a copy and paste kind of situation. And we saw, uh, having said that though, we saw a lot of the ball in this game. We, you know, we had a lot of the ball, and I, you know, and I think it was, um, I don't think anyone really had a particularly bad game. I know we've kind of said Ox, but that's because he's playing out of position, and that's understood. But I felt like, you know, they were very defensive, they were very negative. Um, And for me, even though there wasn't much going on in the game, it was like, I believed that we were going to get a goal.
1: Yeah, um, I think
4: during the first half, uh, our play was very much down the left-hand side. Um, And our, our opportunities that we were creating were were between Robbo and Mane um, and that, were, that was our threat. Um, we didn't really have a clear-cut opportunity. I felt in the first half, you know, a few shots that were looked looked like they were possibly flying in, but then um, you know, blocks and bodies in the way. Um, they were going to set up defensively. They're not no no team apart from maybe City. And, and maybe Chelsea are going to come to Anfield and and try and dominate the ball against us. Um, no other team in the league, uh, I feel, has the capability of dominating the ball at Anfield. And so, th- what do you do then? You know, you're not going to have the ball. You're going to set up in such a way, you know, it's about containment and then trying to maybe get a goal from a set piece or a breakaway. You know, when you have those moments and those opportunities. So that was. Very much the game plan in the first half. And it showed. Come the second half, we started to use the right flank a lot more, and you started seeing Mo and um, Trent a lot more involved in the game. And that's when the, the game was getting spread. That's when we were certainly looking more dangerous. We were we were totally in control all the way up until the seventh, you know, till the goal, and just and, and a little bit after. That, then all of a sudden it became a, a basketball game it became chaotic it became frantic and we we lost the control that we had in the game completely lost the control and we allowed villa to to come to come at us but what i felt at 1-0 compared to say a 2-0 the team was more focused at 1-0 2-0 is probably one of the most dangerous scorelines because what can happen is the team relaxes the opposition gets a goal they're suddenly more more you know on on the up they're suddenly putting more pressure on us and there's more chance then of them getting the equalizer but at 1-0 teams know the job isn't done yet and they really really you know dig in and they'll do that and i think that's that was the case today um, most nervous I've been in a game this season. Most
1: nervous.
2: I I think that's fair. I mean, Lisa, what what did you make of it? You know, how Villa set up and, you know, Liverpool, um, you know, with with a 1-0. I mean, for me, it just felt like it was just a matter of time. And, you know, Cam's kind of spoke about, you know, the right-hand, you know, um, there was more involvement from the right-hand-sided players. But, you know, again, I thought, you know, A player that gets a lot of criticism, you know, certainly recently has been maybe somebody like Sadio Mane. And I felt like the one of the positives for me in the first half was he certainly, certainly looked lively as well today. You know, he looked like he was up for a fight. He was up for a scrap. He was trying to, you know, beat them with his pace. You know, he looked very much involved in the game. But your thoughts in terms of how Aston Villa kind of set up and did you get deja vu from last week?
3: Yeah, very much. Um I I agree that they set up very defensively and and I'm sure they looked at that Wolves game and said, well, that worked for them, you know, or nearly pulled it off. So let's, you know, it it you know, it's it's a way to to try to get at Liverpool is you know, is, is do something similar. I mean, John McGinn seemed to be everywhere that first half, or maybe it was just his name got mentioned a lot on the coverage that I was uh, listening to. But I mean, and, and I noticed he, in the first half, he was there on the, um, on our left side. So I guess they're right. um, You know, up against his Scottish teammate, you know, Andy Robertson there, but he shifted over um, on the second half and, and was more down our right side. But, yeah, but no, I agree. Manet looked um very lively, you know, very involved um you know he seemed to be kind of had a good sort of um chemistry, if you will, you know working working amongst and passing amongst themselves and um and I thought Robertson played very, very well defensively today. I mean he seemed to get you know get in front of Ma Cash and not from you know, doing what, what he was wanting to do um, when Villa did get the ball and were on the offense. So um, yeah, I mean, I, am not as familiar with, you know, I haven't watched an Aston Villa match at all this, this season. So, I mean, I knew names, but I didn't necessarily necessarily where and what they did. So um, I, I admit that I spent the first few minutes, um, you know, just trying to, to look at how they were setting up and, and who, you know, who went where as, as, as they were progressing. So, but they were, they were very much defensive. And I think they knew that that was their chance to get, you know, like has worked for other teams is to maybe get that long ball over the top and, and catch us out. And, and luckily it, it did not work for them today.
2: No, it didn't. And I don't think many people do watch Aston Villa, Lisa, so I don't think you're alone there, you know, <laughs> don't, don't worry about it, honestly, like, yeah, I don't think anyone would. I think there might be a bit of a keen interest now with some Liverpool supporters, but like Cam said earlier on, um, who are Aston Villa, you know, <laughs> um, I think that's fair. Um, Dell here with with a stat Liverpool now have 10 clean sheets In their opening 16 Premier League games Only had more at this point In all 05 or 06 So there you go That's the stat of the day of the Nina Couser show Uh Cam I want to come to you I mean I mean like We won but for me it was A pretty like It was like a bog standard 3 o'clock kick off like meh
4: <laughs> um <laughs> You're telling me you didn't enjoy the game?
2: You know what? that like, here's the thing that I obviously we, we got um It's one it was one of the I mean don't get me wrong, we played well and I'm okay with that, but and I always believed that it was a matter of time we were going to get goals. But I think Harinder's right in the terms that we won, but it was just like it's more a breather sigh of relief.
4: Yeah. Yeah, I mean it, it was a brief sigh of relief because because of the last 10 15 minutes. Yeah. Because of because of, because of how messy it got. Um and we we allowed Villa into a game that Is that mental they
2: fatigue? Should, they shouldn't. Because, is that mental fatigue because obviously we we made the Jota substitution for about was it about 60 70 minutes? It was about the near 70 minutes, wasn't it? It was, it was about 60 a, minutes, yeah, 60 minutes, 60 minutes. 60 minutes.
3: it was it was before 60. Yeah, 57, minutes,
2: 57. Yeah,
4: like 57. Yeah, like 57, 58, yeah. Yeah. So, um, was it mental fatigue? No, I don't think it was. I think, um, I, did, I just think, it was just one of those days, you know, it happens, you know. I mean, we just lost that little bit of control. That's all there is to it. The mid, You know, teams, uh, it was like beginning of the season where teams know that if they attack us, they can. And get at us and they suddenly thought well we've got nothing to lose now we're we're one nil down let's let's have a go and and they got to us and we and that's something that we've got to uh, work on and combat but if, if you think about it last 15 20 minutes how many saves did Ali make a- aside from that um dodgy
2: not many non-penalty yeah no not many yeah. Yeah. You
4: no, know, they, they, they had corners, and nothing came of the corners. There was a, a couple of crosses that flashed across the box, but they didn't actually trouble Ali. It was just, it was just frantic, and it was scrappy, and that's what's caused, you know, this little bit of anxiety within mm-hmm. us. Overall, we we were by far the better football team. I mean, we, the the third uh, from 45 minutes to 70, 75 minutes. We were excellent. That period of the game, we were excellent. We were really good in the first half as well. You know, they didn't again. Flat whole game. How many saves did I actually make? So, but the fact was, because of that franticness, it it, it created nerves. But did you get the feeling that the, the crowd were nervous at Anfield? No, they I didn't. not no, because I, I remember a one nil, and we're sitting in there and we're biting our fingernails, and you can you can feel the tension. Coming through the through the TV because the crowd are feeling it as well, but because they weren't actually having any shots, it didn't feel that that type of game. So I just think it was you know every team has that moment during the game. You know, it's not always you're going to control the game for ninety minutes. That's that's not always possible. And um, I think it's a, a job well done. Three points in the bag. Move on to the next game on Thursday.
3: and i, I think that. Go i was going to say i think we've gotten a little spoiled by all our you know five zero, four zero, you know victories that yeah when it's only 10 at um or 1 nil at uh you know what 74 75 minutes it's like ooh yeah it, you know i think i think we got that such that run of form where we were scoring so many goals that that you kind of forget that, you know what, we're not going to win every match, you know, 4 you know, there's going to be times where we grind out a, one, a 1-0 a win, and, um, but yeah, but I thought, you know, I mean, from what I could tell from the TV coverage, the, the crowd at Anfield seemed very up for it today, um, I did notice the last, like, maybe four or five minutes, it did seem a little quieter, like, it, it, fell off a little nervy <laughs> when um I thought "Ooh, you know yeah. what um come on come on people let's <laughs> let's stay in it and and you know and, and keep behind them and and you know help push them push them to the end of this
2: no I think that's that and Lubo coming back in um just um uh, read his quick m- point out Tiago getting subbed off Costas the control in the midfield um Milner was pretty much charging everywhere. It's one of them though, isn't it, Cam and um, Lisa, where I think we, you know, is it, you know, we have to, I think Klopp is still kind of managing minutes with Tiago. I love the fact that he's getting more and more minutes. I love the fact that he's really, really establishing him, himself in that midfield, Lisa. Mm-hmm. I think, you know, last season we were kind of robbed of him in everything because he obviously is having to play out of position. He got injured. The team was an absolute shambles in terms of the defensive um, uh, you know um, the the injuries in the defense, and you know our midfielders having to be defenders, and it's so good that we're actually seeing the midfielder in in his in his full glory.
3: Yeah, I think it was a combination of yeah, he is still managing Tiago's minutes a bit, and and maybe just wanting to shore up that defense a little bit more, in, in bringing Milner in, um, you know, because he does tend to be, yeah, obviously a much more defensive. Defensive player, and you know, as I believe uh, Trev says all the time, we will just kick lads up in the air for us. So um, <laughs> a bit of that may like may that. have been needed at the end.
2: I like that. And Cam, what did you make of uh, <laughs> it? It's brilliant, and I can just imagine him saying it as well. Cam, uh, <laughs> your thoughts on uh, just seeing more and more of Thiago? Like even in like against the most ugliest teams, he's just a wonderful footballer to watch.
4: It's poetry. Mm. poetry in motion um, he's exquisite um, an absolute joy to watch and um, there'll be the odd pass here or the odd you know miss time tackle um, and you know that's going to happen but he he, he, him and him and Fabinho they're, they're, they work wonderfully well together they you know as, as Lubo said they, they they do provide that control and and with that control it really gives as a, a wonderful platform to go out and play the football that we know we can play you know his his passing I always think is very progressive he was always looking for that forward pass um, I would personally have liked to have seen Naby come on because I think it would have almost been a like for like replacement and maybe would have kept that control but Milner's been subbed on now for the last five games so you can see why Klopp used Milner he's been using him regular uh, as a late sub and you know Milner's job is to go out there and just, just like you know, like you say, kick people up in the air. Um, and he and and his first touch was you know, his first contribution was a foul. Do
2: you think so, it was because it was a one nil? That's the sub. That's why Klopp opted for it. Like, okay, it's one nil. Exactly. Yeah, if it was like two nil, maybe you can be a bit more thinking. Maybe it was more about protecting the one nil.
4: Yeah, but I think you'll also find that when um, Nubby's on the pitch, we're probably. Uh, we we have a really good defensive record. Yeah, we have a good. Yeah, so uh, our. Naby,
2: Naby's not scared to try shit, though. You know, like he's like he he's an experimental player, and I like that about him. You know, he's not afraid to kind of run with the ball and you know be adventurous.
4: Adventurous was the word I was going to use. Yeah, I
3: actually exactly kind that. of he's,
4: he's, he's extremely adventurous. He'll, he'll the drop of the shoulder, go past the player. Thiago does that as well. Drop of a yes. shoulder, to go past the player, and then he'll just look to look to let off.
3: Bondi, I forgot to be honest that Nabby was on the bench today. <laughs> I mean, I remember now reading it in the lineup, but at the, at the end of the match, when the subs were being made, I had I had forgotten about that.
4: He looked My- cold, sat on the bench. He looked very, very Aww. cold, all wrapped up.
3: Oh, <laughs> it had to be a miserable game today. That rain was just driving down that first half.
2: Welcome to the north of England. I know, <laughs> I
3: know. I'm so, although, to be fair, we had a massive storms come through in the middle of the night here. I mean, like thunderstorms, awful yeah. tornadoes, very, very bad. So, um, hail the whole bit. But, yeah, it, it is. Rain is different here than it is over there. I know.
2: <laughs> Bless. You. I know. We've all got the bad weather. We're all dressed up nice and warm. And, yeah, yeah. Um, I think it's probably a case of just maybe managing the midfielders' minutes. Then, I mean, like Lisa, you kind of spoke about Naby Keita there. Maybe he is going to maybe save him, you know, for for the next game. You know, the Thursday game. You know, who knows? Yeah. Which is yeah. against Newcastle.
3: Yes, New, that's right. Newcastle. What whatever day that is—Wednesday, Thursday—I've lost track these days with Th- games every Thursday, every Thursday <laughs> every couple days. it Thursday. Yeah. <laughs> yep yep it's Thursday so yeah I,
2: I'm guessing it's probably a case of just managing minutes and you know and I think that's really smart from our team um I, I guess another thing maybe my takeaway uh Cam in all this was um we were in control you know you were calm the fans were calm Um, I another like kind of observation I made and luckily it wasn't too costly but last season this did kind of cost us maybe a little was um I felt like we had a lot of the ball. we looked in control um and Lisa and myself spoke about this before you joined us um on on the discord ch- chat was um I felt like you know some of the decision making was a little off, you know, like when Salah gets the ball and he could have passed it to you know Trent and he was screaming for it and I think that was probably like maybe a a talking point today as well. maybe some of the we had all the ball we had all the possession, but you know shooting when when, when we should be passing and passing when we should be shooting. Like the decision-making was just a little off for me today.
3: I I agree. They, and I, and I think I said that to you before as well, that, yeah, they just, it just didn't seem to quite be clicking. I mean, it wasn't horrible, but, you know, sometimes there are days where it is, you know, they are all in sync and it is just, you know, you, no one makes a wrong pass or a wrong decision at, you know, just everything is going our way. And, and, and today was, was not, was not that. I mean, and it, but again, we've also seen matches where it's ever you know, it's like, are, are, are you all, are you, can you see each other on the field? Because you don't seem to be paying attention to, you know, what the other is doing. Um, but yeah, we, we weren't at our best um, level of, of that decision-making chemistry that that we can't from from this team it 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 wasn't quite there today and um you know and I you know I don't know any way to you know to solve that or I think it's I think it's just one of those things that you know sometimes everything clicks the way you want it to click and I mean I felt we started good you know there there can be matches where we seem to start a bit you know kind of i want to say sluggish but a little slow like we're trying to work our way into it i i didn't feel that today i felt we started off on a you know on a good level of of energy and involvement and you know yeah. we had had the ball and everything right away so so it was it just but yeah they didn't you know it, there were times where it's like just shoot um or yeah or, why did you pass that and yeah you're right it was just it it just I don't, you know, it's, I, I'm over here like trying to turn a knob, like I'm trying to adjust the settings or something, you know, it was, it was almost what, what you needed. So, and I mean, I think maybe a little bit of it was um, Ox in that front yeah. line. You just, and, and, and I mean, it, and that's not a criticism of him. It's just, that is not a natural position for him. That's that. So I think that may have contributed to it a little bit as well is you have someone playing, playing generally they don't generally play and i think it throws that you know that chemistry off a bit so that may have been honestly what you know a little bit of what it was
2: that is a great shout lisa and cam i'll come to you talk to me about the decision making and i i you know i hope it was just like a one-off because obviously these games are going to come thick and fast now busy period and uh, you know uh you definitely want to get as many points as possible in this busy busy um Part of the season cam, so talk to me. What what were your takeaways from that?
4: Yeah, Lisa Marie stole stole my point there at the end when she said <laughs> ox. I think um that was Sorry. that was the, that's alright, you know I mean great minds, yeah, yeah, you know. Um uh, absolutely or maybe, or maybe you're dumbing down like me, I don't know. Um
2: I'm claiming <laughs> the assist. Wow <laughs>
4: <laughs> <laughs> No, um, it, a lot of it, some of it, you could put you you could point to watch, but I think it was just again. I just think it was one of those days in the office where things just didn't quite click, you know. But we were still threatening, and it was just that again. It was just that final ball, and it was. Um, but then you know some of the breakaways we had, you know, um, in the second half, uh, Marnie giving giving the ball to Mo, and then Mo letting the ball get caught up within his feet, not really knowing what to do with it and doing nothing with it in the end. And uh, there was just too many little occasions like that, like say, you know, uh, Trent making the overlap and usually Mo's brilliant at uh, seeing that. And, you know, uh, there was the one occasion Trent's made the overlap and Jock's completely free on the far side and, and Mo, Mo goes for the shot in the far corner. And it's like... No, you, you don't seem to. You, you haven't scored these goals on a regular basis since your first or second season. You know when he used to just clean and just smack it into the top corner, curl it beautifully. He, he he stopped scoring those goals. So um and but he's still scoring goals. But again, it's just just one of those one of those days. I think you know you you are not going to get it right every day. And I think a lot of it goes down to uh, as well the way Villa was set up. Um, because since Stephen Gerrard has come in, from listening to rival recon with Harry Seffi and um, the the Villa contributor, um, he said what one thing that Stephen G has done is he's 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 really tightened Villa up in in their formations and the, and the way they set up on the pitch. Whereas before under Dean Smith they were quite open and loose, which was allowing a lot more opportunities. So. Um, it's, they've made it harder for teams to have have those opportunities against us, and I think a lot of it again goes back to maybe you've seen the game against Wolves. So that's two league games in a row now where where teams have made it very very difficult for us, and we've we've got we've we've won both games on nil now. You know we've we've done what we need to do. Man City don't win every game five six 0 three four 0 They no. they win they win games by one goal or two goals it's going to happen you 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 you're just not it's just not possible to do that we can we can and and blow teams away if it was that easy we would be doing it every week you know and not conceding and keeping clean sheet records so um you know and, and, that, and that was crucial today as well keeping that clean sheet if you're not going to get too many goals at the other end you've got to keep a clean sheet and and, and that was massive today
2: it was, it was, and Cam, I'll stick with you. Masala wins the penalty, and um, as uh, you know, uh, I guess just talk to me about that penalty. I mean, no one's saving that.
4: Oh, it was. Um, was it? it was. Uh, it was a perfect penalty, as you'll see. Um, it, I think it actually just brushed the inside of the post, uh, and um, and went in. It, it was just a hit, you know. I mean, Martinez went the right way, and he wasn't far away from it. So, you know, Mo needed that that bit of power he put on it as well. So, um, and it's, it's brilliant. It was, you know, it was, it was nothing more than we deserved ultimately. And you know, opposition fans will say, "Oh, well, you only won." You know, Stevie G said, "Well, you know, they barely beat us by a penalty." But guess what, Stevie G, penalty and you score. It's a goal. That's what it's there for, you know. Um, you can say what you like about how the goal comes, but um, a goal is a goal, ultimately. So, um, uh, yeah, uh, we take it all day long. I, I, you know, I don't think there's, from today's game, there's anything to be too upset or disappointed about, ultimately. You know, I think maybe we, we, can, uh, um, we can say maybe the occasion of Stevie G being back got to some of the players, maybe? I don't know. But, you know, Some of them you know, would have known Stevie G from when he was uh, obviously a player here and when he was a coach here as well for the under-18s you know, at the academy. So, you know, it could have played a part. Um, but I'm, 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 to be honest, I'm really, really happy. You know, I, I like to see us win a game 1-0 and show that we can win games 1-0 because these are the games... That win you titles. It's not the games where you blow teams away 3-4-0. Because they, they're almost like they were the easy games in the end. You know, they were too easy. These games where you have to battle and you have to fight and you have to show your grit and determination. This is what makes title-winning teams. So, we've had two now. And, you know, I think that's a really, really good sign going forward for the rest of the season.
2: I'm like a so grafter. I like a smooth sailing kind of result where you know I can just put my feet up and relax and enjoy Lisa I'll come to you because like I just think that more Salah I mean you know you've seen the stat only Salah you know every time there's a stat only Salah has more I mean he's absolutely incredible and when he stands there and he's ready to take that penalty like I remember way back when it used to be James Milner that would take the penalties and he would always score them and I feel like now this guy, when he stands you know over that ball on on the penalty spot, you just you just kind of anticipate that he's going to find the back of the net
3: absolutely you know and and he you know again, the coverage I was watching you know just showed him you you saw him just kind of getting it get into the zone and sort of to block out just take a couple deep breaths and and just take that and cam was right it did just slide in on that that side post but i mean it was it was perfect it was it was absolutely perfect and it, it was beautiful and and i mean you you do very much feel that when mo goes to take a penalty you know it's it's going in um you know i mean obviously there's exceptions to that but but i generally feel very confident when he when he steps up to take a penalty that um you know, it, it should go our way. And, um, he is, he's, he's spectacular. I mean, there's just, I can't say enough good things about, about Mo Salah. He's just, he's, there's just so, so much to admire about the way he plays his game. And, you know, I, I, I don't even want to think about a Liverpool team that doesn't include him.
2: Yeah, I'm the same Lisa. Lisa, I'm going to stick with you. Okay. Um, it's a busy time, you know, we naturally just eyeball the table, Man City played before us, City were playing at the same time with us and then it was 2-2 and Del was talking about it and then they get a soft penalty and I think Man City was a little soft as well. You're looking at that Premier League title, I mean, what are you feeling, what are you thinking, it must be an absolute delight for the neutrals and obviously when we were um last you know in in contention for you know uh, you know the last time we won it we were smooth sailing and there were people like we want a challenge i want a title challenge i remember this on twitter when we were you know when we were absolutely cruising it and i was like no you don't it's bad for your anxiety trust me it's not good and here we are you know it is looking so so tight you know you've got man city on 38 points us on 37 chelsea on thirty six all hoping each one you know the other two slip that is the that is the pretty much focus and motivation and doing our own job i mean you're looking at that table what are you thinking i are you enjoying it
3: <laughs> you know, no yes, i mean, I think it's gonna be i mean the way it is looking is it is gonna be a fight all the way to the end you know and unless something just drastic happens. to to one of these three teams and and, you know and and I I I agree with what you're saying if if you are not a support joy to watch um yeah I you know yeah as you were saying that where there were people like oh I wish it was harder no no be careful what you wish for um no I you know I mean I I kind of see that I think there is some greater joy and satisfaction in winning a title when it has, you know, when it has been a scrap and a fight, and and you know you've had to, um, you know, claw every point that you can out of it. Um, that being said, you know it's December, and I, it, you know, it it gives me slight anxiety looking at the table now. So I can't imagine if it keeps this way through May, what what my nerves are going to be like. But yeah, I mean, I I think we're all three in it, and um, you know I, I wish I wish it would open up for us a little bit, um, but I don't I don't know that it's going to um, anytime soon. So we've just it is you know as Cam said it is just important for us to get these wins and get the three points, and and I think these one nil wins do us more favors um, because it shows that. Our team is willing to fight all three points, and I I think that will stand us in better stead um, as the season progresses.
2: Ah, oh, like character defining, almost, huh? Fair, fair yeah. point, fair. Yeah, I like that, Lisa. You're giving me hope now. Come, it just reminds me of Rocky Balboa versus um Apollo Creed. You know, punching. You know, I think that's how it's going to go till the end. Let me talk to me about the t- um the table right now. What are you feeling? What are you thinking? Uh,
4: stay unbeaten, win the league. Hey, uh, yeah. um. Ultimately, that's what it's going to come down to. It's going to be who links first between the three teams. Um, Chelsea seem to be hitting a a, a little bit of a, a difficult spell at the moment. You know, they they weren't conceding goals before. They weren't dropping points, and now last few games they've been conceding goals and they're dropping points. You know, which didn't look like it was ever possible. Um, Man City are going to be Man City, but again, you know. The, they struggle today as well against a very disciplined Wolves team. Yeah. It, is, it is going to go to the wire. Um, the key games are going to be now when we go to Chelsea on um, January the second. I think I think that's a, a vital, vital game that um, we definitely can't afford to lose. Obviously, um, stating the obvious. Um, and then when we go to Man City, whenever that is, um, that's good. That could potentially be the title decider then. And whoever wins that game could then just go on, and you know they'll take so much confidence if if somebody does win it. So um, if it ends up in a draw, then you know it's as we are, you know, and it, it will literally go down to the last game of the season, which is a which will be nerve wracking. It'll be like um, which year was it uh, eighteen nineteen, wasn't 18, it eighteen nineteen? Yeah. yeah, yeah. You know, and um, you know, which, which went to the last game, but obviously man city were huge favorites that day and you know and, and that's what his, history shows that you know uh i think they big brighton 4-1 didn't they that day yeah, they did. um so um yeah it's it's going to be it, it's a long old season you know we what, what are we 14 games in now
0: mm-hmm. is it
4: 14 yeah so 24 games to go
0: yeah.
4: an awful lot of football to be played yet yeah. an awful lot of football to be played and um there's going to be so many twists and turns.
2: No, we yeah. played sixteen. It's saying
4: oh, I was at sixteen now. Sorry. Yeah. Um. I I, I don't really look at the table that so um. I just go re- result by result. I know I know that we're one point behind and one point ahead, so uh in second. And uh, bracket the number of games played. Um, sixteen games. So um, what's that? Twenty-two games to go. Yeah, that's an awful lot of football to be played. Like I said, so um, it's going to be a brilliant season. You know. Enjoy the ride, I say. You know, uh, take each game as it comes and um, embrace them because you know we've got a fantastic football team, and they know how to win titles.
2: Yeah, That's, a, that's a nice thing to say. It is a nice thing to say. You're so calm for my liking, Cam. I don't like it. Maybe I need to chill with you two more. Del here <laughs> saying that Chelsea's next game is against Wolves at Wolves. He believes. Hey, um, you never know, Wolves. Um, uh, three times the charm. Um, the charm. You know, obviously, the loss to us unlucky against Man City, maybe they can pull off a result against Chelsea, who knows, who knows Right guys we've come to the end of the Nina Calza show Um, before I let my excellent panels go they have to pick a man of the match Um, it it, you know, it'll be quite interesting so Cam, I'll come to you first, who's your man of the match
4: Um, My man of the match is somebody today who I thought overall was excellent in everything they did um can't really recall them actually putting a foot wrong and like um they purely get it for the mad run and dribble they did from literally <laughs> box to box and 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 that would be joel no context my tip
2: I love that. He's, you know, one of these days he's going to score a really, really important goal. Watch he's just going
4: to bang bit. it in it's, from twenty yards out or something. If
2: we win a title this season because he's gone on a mad run and he's hit it top games. Imagine,
4: imagine it is the the title winning goal.
2: Imagine. Oh. Oh, and what about you, Lisa? <sighs> you know.
3: Um, I think Matt definitely was a, was a good shout. Um, you know, you you've winning it for us uh, with the penalty. So I, I think I'm going to go with Mo Salah. I know it's not a very maybe creative answer, but, um, you know, he, he pulled it off for us again. So I think I will give him man of the match.
2: I like that. I like both shouts. Um, guys, let us know who your man of the match is. Give us your shouts. I'd love to hear your thoughts. Um, I think they both stand pretty well. I was actually going to give it to Tiago. I just love watching him play. I think I, you know, I think I might be the. It might be like I was always calling Roberto Firmino for man of the match. He might be the new cow's <laughs> favorite. Who knows? You know, a, a gender index. But guys, give us your shouts for man of the match. I don't think anyone played particularly bad, and I think that's the beauty of it. In terms of like everyone played pretty decent. No, we're not gonna no, give it to have. the best. Yeah, we're not going to give it to the ref. Um, we definitely <laughs> would never give it to the ref, Del. Um, guys, thank you so much for joining me. Before I let both of you go, where can people find you on social media? So, Lisa, I'll come to you first. Um, it's been an honor having you on the show, but where can people find you on Twitter because you are a
3: must-follow? Oh, thank you. Um, my Twitter handle is – it's a little bit strange. It's Marie M um, H is my is my Twitter handle. And um, so that's where you can find me. And of course, you can also hear me on the Anfield Index pod with Cam and Trev and whoever else decides to join us. And we just had one go out last night. So Wonderful. and thank you again for having me on. I've, I've really enjoyed um, the interaction and the conversation with everyone. And um, I look forward to us just continuing our positive run this season.
2: Yeah, and we really, really look forward to having you more on the Nina Kowalska show as well. Do check out Lisa Marie's Twitter handle. Also, also, please do check out the Anfield Index podcast, and hopefully, you'll be hearing more of Lisa Marie on on the pods. It's an honor having her on. And Cam, what about you? Should kind of start your plug again, but you know, <laughs> go for it
4: yeah she's my nemesis isn't she so uh, she I, is she's I, looking you know, everything yeah, for me i
2: like yeah. this I, 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 yeah. I sense a rivalry coming on i the pot between you two <laughs> it's, it,
4: it, it's, it's brewing isn't it it's brewing yeah. it's simmering away so yeah. um she, i'm gonna have word with her later um so uh social media you'll find me on twitter uh, at @cambrinchi. um so um i, I, I don't I about nonsense on there, to be honest. Uh, it's a load of crap, but it is what it is. Uh, that's where you'll pretty much find me most of the time. And um, again, yeah, uh, the main AI pod uh, on the pre-side uh, with Trev, with Carl, um, who will be back soon, Carl. Um, I don't care what you're saying. Yeah. Um, and obviously, Marino is a, is a valuable uh, member of that as well. And obviously, the brilliant producer guy when he's not watching cartoons. So um, shout out to Guy Drinkle, you're a legend.
0: Um, yeah,
4: yeah that, that's it. That's me, people. So um, yeah, give us a follow and um, let's see what we can
2: do. Give both of them a follow, listen to the podcast, uh, engage with them. They're both excellent and know that you'll be hearing more of them on this podcast as well. Guys, thank you so much for listening. Hope you enjoyed that. Enjoy the rest of your weekends. Take care. Till next time. Up the reds.